0: Prepare our hearts for worship this morning. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for your great love for us. You sent your son Jesus uh, to be uh, the one who makes a way for us to be with you. He provided his very life for us. And we ask that you would help us to engage in worship today. Help us to be available to you, to be open to uh, your word and, and what you would do in us. And so we welcome your Holy Spirit to move in us and fashion us into the image of your son, Jesus. And now, as one people with one voice, we pray the prayer that you taught your disciples to pray as we say, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me if you're able? And we will sing, Come Ye Thankful People, Come, number 694, verses 1, 2, and 3.
1: people come raise the song
0: Seated. As far as celebrations go, before we ask for birthdays and stuff, did y'all check out the altar this morning? I don't know if you noticed, but there's fresh vegetables on the altar. There's a head of cabbage and some carrots. So if you get hungry, you know, we could have a snack, right? <laughs> Looks lovely, ladies. Thank you. Um, do we have any birthdays to celebrate today? Birthdays, not birthdays. No. Mm. Anniversaries. No. No. (laughs) Michelle's like. (laughs) (laughs) All right, no anniversary. Any other joys and praises? I already talked about how good my weekend was last week. It was a joy and a praise for me. We had a really good uh, group of gals. Um, One of the things that was really interesting about this weekend is, I mean, it's a spiritual retreat for believers, you know, so people who are already... Christians, they go on this retreat and it's supposed to bolster their, their faith and, and, and increase their their participation in the things of God. And we had a significant number of ladies come on this weekend that were like in recovery, you know, from things. So like 12-steppers, uh, so like Alcohol Anon and and uh, Narconon and things like that. And so one of the things about uh, those programs is they're all about creating vulnerability for you, tearing tearing down all of the 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 barriers you have to being real with people. So they're all like, you know, you know, well well versed in vulnerability. So they get there, they're ready to go. You know, they're an open book. They're they're just sharing everything and they want everybody else to share everything. The rest of the women, it usually takes them a day and a half to get to that place. You know where they're ready to share, and that's more what we're used to. So it threw everybody off their game that all these ladies were like, "Oh, let's let's get real. Let's talk about stuff." You know, and so it was kind of neat uh, to be there and and to and to experience in some ways uh, what it's like to see somebody uh, who God has taken down all of their barriers, you know, in a good way, and just made them completely open books uh, and. Um, that's scary for us, but that really is kind of what church is meant to be. You know, we're supposed to be open books to one another and vulnerable to one another and, and share uh, where we're at with God and then lift each other up and encourage one another at the same time. Uh, but that was a neat thing I got to witness this weekend. Anything else special go on for you that you want to thank God for? Yeah, that's nice to see folks, isn't it? Even around circumstances like that, it's nice to see them. Yeah, well, good. Anything else? All right. Keep your eye out because God is active. He's not a, he's not a missing God. He's, he's with us all the time. So keep your eye out uh, for the things of God. Well, let's take a moment. Let's greet one another uh, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you have to get up, move a little bit. Somebody make sure they say hi to those boys in the back. All right, so it's it's time for us to pause in our worship and uh, worship God through giving. Do I have a volunteer who would like to... uh, Isaac, come on up. Stand with Isaac. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your love for us. I ask that you would... Help us to receive that love and uh, accept that love that you have for us. Not, not trying to earn it, not trying to maintain it, but simply to rest in it. And so, as we move into this time of giving, God, uh, impress upon our hearts that this is not uh, a requirement from you, but this is a response of worship. This is us saying yes, we love you. And so, God, move in our hearts that we might give as you lead us to give. Uh, And not just uh, financially, but however you might ask us to serve, however you might ask us to pray, however you might ask us to love our neighbors. This is how we want to worship you with our whole lives. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen to Isaac. Let's stand and sing our doxology together.
1: Praise God from whom all blessings flow, praise Him all creatures here be. Father, Son, and Holy
0: Ghost. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. As we turn our hearts toward prayer this morning, I'll ask you to uh, keep in mind those things that are listed uh, on the back of the bulletin, um, but some that have been brought to our attention this morning Uh, that are of of particular import to us uh, would be uh, Sarah Birch, who is Marilyn Rogers' daughter. Uh, They're going to, they have tried multiple times for a child uh, and and it has not worked so far, but they're going to try again. uh, I believe she said tomorrow. Uh, So uh, you know, going to the doctor and, 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 and having this stuff taken care of. And so there's a lot of anxiety there for her you know, uh, and I know that she sincerely desires this. And so we're asking that God would be present for her. Also for Matt Wilkinson, who's Judy Davis's nephew, I believe. Uh, grandson? Grandson. All right. Uh, but anyway, he starts chemo uh, next Monday. And so be praying for Matt. Uh, but also our, our dear sweet June here has had a time uh, with her husband, Bill. So we want to be praying for Bill. pray for bill but we also want to pray for june pray triple pray triple um and it's uh you know it's it's one of those things where yeah it may not be our immediate family you know but it affects us because it affects june and it affects bill it affects vicky you know that it affects our church family uh to a great degree and so we need to be uh praying for them and holding them up in prayer also, Greg Tooley, uh, he's back home, you know, but he has, I was just shocked when I heard several years of antibiotics that he's going to have to take uh, to take care of this thing that has attacked his body. So uh, be in prayer for him that God would just strengthen and empower his body as well. Yeah, and then some in-home health care people coming to visit too. yeah and you you by the time that she's done she'll be like i'll put your wine in here you know (laughs) yeah but pray for her yeah because she's the caregiver you know and and a lot of times it's harder on the caregiver than it is the, the care receiver we don't think that sometimes but but it can be yeah, yeah, so just, just be in prayer, be in prayer. Anything else, though, that we need to mention today?
1: I've got one. Sue? Sue? Right, so my granddaughter has a friend who has a little brother. He's four of five, and he's autistic, and he has been having seizures. Yeah. Mm.
0: Would you happen to know his first name? Dax. Dax. All right. Well, if we got it wrong, God knows. We'll pray for Dax. All right. Anything else? All right. Well, let's go to God in prayer. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for your faithfulness to us. You are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful. And we are not. We try, but we get weak. But you are strong. And you've promised that you will be with us during times of trouble. That you are a very present help during those times. And so God, I pray that you would strengthen and encourage our hearts. uh, Help us to trust in you. To put our hope in you. Uh, And we pray that over all of these situations, we lift up Sarah to you. (coughs) We pray that you would bless her. We know that she's so very Uh, badly desires to have a child, and and this is something her heart is longing for. And so, God, we ask on her behalf that you would please grant this. Lord, we lift up Matt to you, who's uh, preparing himself for chemotherapy, which is an extremely difficult thing to go through. And, God, we pray that you strengthen and encourage not just his physical body, but his heart, um, spiritually, that he might Be able to keep his eyes stayed on you. Lord, we pray for Bill and June. We pray for peace uh, to be uh, the atmosphere in that home. We pray for rest. We pray for comfort. We pray for uh, quick healing and restoration for Bill. We pray for strength for June. We lift up Greg. And, and Susie to you, and, and, and a similar prayer there, we pray for, for health and restoration and strength. Help them both to keep their eyes on you. And finally, we lift up little Dax to you. As we're sure there's a lot of anxiety uh, centered around his situation, and, and they need uh, some, some peace. And so I pray for clarity, I pray for answers, I pray for direction, I pray for wisdom, for his situation. Most of all, God, we ask that you would be with them as you are with us always, but God, we ask that they would be able to sense that presence. And there are many other things that we carry with us that we have on our hearts and our minds that we're not quite able to express out loud. But God, would you give us the hope and the courage to trust you with those things, to know that you are God and that you are good and that we can trust you And we ask all of these things in the powerful and good name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. Well, let us sing. Is that what we're doing next? Yes. For the beauty of the earth, number 92, verses 1 and 6. The text for this morning's message comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 12, uh, verses 24 through 33, and it reads as follows. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But for this purpose, I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. And then a voice came from heaven and it said, I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. And the crowd that stood there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler ruler of this world be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. And he said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. And so that is the word of God for the people of God. And we say, thanks be to God. So in this text, Jesus is painting for us, I believe, a very beautiful picture of resurrection, a picture of what a resurrected life can produce. And there are many layers to this picture that Jesus paints for us. He speaks of his own life. Uh, The father is going to glorify himself through this act that Jesus is going to do uh, and how that is why he came to glorify his father and and, and in, in a sense to be, at what Paul calls them, that imperishable seed that hangs on a tree, right? And that would fall to the ground uh, to bring life to everyone who believes. And he speaks of our call then uh, to also lay down our lives to serve him. That daily call to, uh, you know, in other parts of the Gospels, it says to pick up our crosses daily and follow Jesus, to die to self, uh, those things that distract us from following him. But Jesus does not call us to simply die in these verses. These verses are not just about a grain of wheat dying, but it's also about the life that is produced from that death. And so it's got, there's two sides to this coin, that we, we can't have one without the other. Jesus is never going to ask you to die to something without also pouring in his resurrection power. But you're never going to receive that resurrection power without dying to something. And there's the rub. It was a famous Loretta Lynn song. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die, right? And and so that idea of Jesus is offered resurrection life, but it requires death. Uh, And Jesus then says, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. And he said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. And that spiritual death to self has a purpose. And the purpose of Christ's death, you know, we see the seed of Christ's body going into the ground for three days in the darkness, and, and it was for no other reason than resurrection. That was the purpose, to bring life, not just ours alone, uh, but life to the whole world, right? He wanted anyone who would believe to receive that life. And not only his resurrection, but because of his resurrection, we are resurrected. And Jesus fell to the ground not to impress his father. Uh, his father, if you'll remember, at Jesus' baptism, what did the father say about Jesus when he came up out of the water? This is my son in whom I am well pleased. What did you guys do? <laughs> it's still on here, but it's not up there. Close it out? Do you know how to turn the show back on? <laughs> no? There, this is the face I got. <laughs> so, Jesus' baptism—he comes up out of the water, and the Father says, "This is my Son, with whom I am well pleased." Where, where, where? Ah, oh, there it is. Maybe. Ding, ding, ding. You. Close. Close. That's first service. There it is. Now watch this. Boom. Boom. (laughs) Bing. All right. We can't, we can't, uh, there, there's, a, there's a special part of the sermon. That's why we had to get the show back running again. But anyway, the father said, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. And God said that about Jesus before Jesus ever did anything. Okay? Uh, he hadn't done any of ministry yet. He hadn't turned water into wine. He hadn't raised anybody from the dead. Uh, he said, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. So Jesus wasn't going to the cross to impress his father. Jesus had already lived that perfect life, right? He, he had no need for himself to go to the cross. His father loved him regardless. He could have just simply left and gone back home, and he and the father would be fine with one another. But that's not why he came, right? He didn't come just to say, hey, this is what you could be, right? He didn't come to just say, this is what you could have. He came that we might actually have that life, and he didn't do it to demonstrate his own glory. He wasn't there to show off, right? And he didn't even do it to gather a posse, you know, people to follow him around and, and say good things about him. Jesus fell to the ground for three days for one simple reason. And he shares that in verse 32. The son of man must be lifted up and then I will draw all people to myself. And Jesus falls to the ground. And this is why I, called it falling for you. It's a double entendre. Jesus falls for you because he's fallen for you. Did you catch that? Some of you more artistic folks saw it right away. But Jesus falls for you because he's fallen for you, because he loves you. He's in love with you. That's what drives Jesus' every decision. Okay, The only motor, if you will, that God has is his love for you. That is his motor. And it is all for you. He has fallen for you because he has fallen for you. John three sixteen, the first four words, for God so loved, right? For God so loved. That's why he sent his son, Jesus. And Jesus so loved you that he was willing to fall for you. And I talk about this sometimes, about this, this, this dance, this divine waltz, if you will, that God dances with us, right? And he's leading, and it's our job to follow him. If he does something, we respond. He does something, we respond. And in our worship services, we have that call and response, that ebb and flow. Psalm 46, it says, your deep calls out to Deep. You know, and it's the depth of God's love calling into the depth of your brokenness and your darkness. And why does the depth of his love call into the depth of your brokenness and your darkness? It is not to say, hey, you're broken and dark. It's to say, hey, I don't mind that you're broken and dark. I love you. What are you going to do about that? It's a call, right? And so we respond. We say, you love me even though I am broken and dark. And you still love me. And that beckons from, from him or to him, right? And it, and, it, and it begs a response from our hearts that we say, all right, because you love me so much, I'm going to love you back. And the scriptures say that. You know, we did not love him first. He loved us first. We didn't choose him. He chose us. And so we get to be his people because he wanted us as his people. If God doesn't tolerate you. He desires you. He doesn't put up with you. Well, he has to love you because he's God. No, (laughs) he wants you, right? He loves you. He wants to be with you. He has moved heaven and earth to be with you. He has sent his only son because he loves you so much. And Jesus was willing to lay down his life for you because he loves you so much. And so what is our response to that love? And I think our response needs to be multifaceted for sure and different in many ways for each and every one of us but ultimately it, the the response is to heed his call and as the gospel's point out we need to daily pick up our crosses and follow him that the invitation is to participate in this resurrected life that Jesus offers but in order to do that it requires a death and so we have to daily decide I'm going to die to myself I'm going to die to my way and I'm going to go your way and I would love to be able to say that I decided that back in 1980 when I was five years old that I was going to be a Jesus follower and, and everything's been fine ever since. But I've had to decide that multiple times. I've had to decide daily to follow Jesus. And those, there are days when I decide not to. Did you know that? There are days when I decide to follow myself. There are days when I decide to do it my way. And every single time I'm left to my own devices, do you know what happens? (laughs) I fall flat on my face. I make a royal, (laughs) royal mess of it. But every single time I follow Jesus, every single time, without fail, every time I've walked in obedience to him and I've picked up my cross and I've followed him, he has made miracles happen. He has come through. He has shown himself to be faithful every single time. It doesn't always work out how I think it's supposed to, but he always comes through every single time. In other words, what I'm saying is, yes, Jesus is going to ask you to pick up a cross and follow him, but he's going to give you the power and the grace that you need to carry that cross. He will not ask you to carry a cross that you cannot carry. He just won't. Ultimately, yes, we know there's no cross that I can carry. Every cross is too big for me. But he says, take my yoke upon you. And he carries that cross. And he says, come here and carry this with me. He's carrying the weight, okay? You're just getting credit for it. But he's the one carrying the weight. And he carries that cross with you if you would join him in this. And then, of course, the, the, the promise is if we will die to ourselves because we've, he's fallen for us and we've fallen for him, you know, and, and there's nothing you won't do for somebody that you love, right? There's nothing you won't do for someone that you love. And, and it's that whole idea of if Jesus asks you to follow him, of course you will because you love him. And this leads, I would, you know, some people say, well, eventually there'll be a resurrection. No, immediately there's a resurrection, immediately. Because we talk about the resurrection as if it's this pie-in-the-sky thing, eventually someday maybe you know when we get there when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be you all know that song right that's truth to that song but what we're forgetting is that jesus came that you might have life not that you someday will have life not that you will maybe if you get there will have life He came that you might have life, and not just life, but have it more abundantly. He came that you might live that resurrected life today. He wanted to pour eternity into your hearts, not have eternity be some distant future hope. Eternity now. And we always think of eternity in temporal terms. Like it's something that happens, you know, a long time from now. That's not today. Today we're just going to have to grin and bear it. You know, but he's like... Yeah, today there will be suffering. You're going to have trouble in this world, but don't be afraid because someday I'm going to overcome this world. Is that what he said? No. He said, don't be afraid because I have overcome this world. I have strength for you today. I have joy for you today, and it's a joy that surpasses your circumstances. It is a peace that transcends understanding. It's in the middle of the storm he has peace for your heart. In the middle of the trauma and the drama, he has joy for you. And this is is reality. It's a reality that we get to walk in. The scriptures themselves confirm this. He came that we might have life, not eventually have life. Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, right? Give us the opportunity to walk in that life. Eternity transcends that notion of of just someday in the future. The scriptures don't say that we will be more than conquerors. It says you are. In Christ Jesus, you are more than conquerors. Now just think about that promise alone. It's not will be, but are. But then it says more than conquerors. I would be satisfied with conqueror. But the promise is that you're more than a conqueror. I don't even know what that means but that's my reality if I would choose to walk in it. I'm more than a conqueror. More than. And that's in Romans 8:37. He doesn't say that you will be seated with Christ in heavenly places someday if you get in. He says you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. It's who you are. And that's in Ephesians 2:6. And then 1 Peter 2:10. It's one of my favorites. He doesn't say that you will be his people if you're good enough. He says, you are my people. I will call the people who are not my people, my people. You are my people. We are his special possession. And so if we have died with him, we are also resurrected with him. And so that calls us to, to live in a certain way. It, it, invites a certain response. And I say invite because I think it's important for us to remember that. It's not demanded, okay? He doesn't demand a response from us. He invites a response. We get as much out of this relationship as we desire. Because it'd be nice to say, well, God, you didn't put up your end of the bargain. Well, we did. (laughs) He came with everything to the table. And you're going to get out of this table that God has spread for you, whatever you desire. The full course is laid out. And if you walk away having eaten an olive and a cracker, when there is roast beef sitting there, there is no one to blame but you. Okay, so God has it all on the table for us. And we would love to just, I'll, I'll just nibble here and there, you know, and I'll come back when I'm hungry for more. And when the invitation is, come and eat come and dine, come and have your fill. And then eat all you want, we'll make more. And there's no need for us to go spiritually hungry. There's always more of God for us. And so if you've fallen for him, if you've fallen in love with him, then you won't hesitate to fall for him, to pick up your cross. And then you'll be empowered by that same life-giving spirit that lifted Jesus from the grave will also lift you from the grave on a daily basis. If you allow your motor to be love for God, then you will be that overcomer or more than an overcomer that he says you are. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3 read, if you have been raised with Christ, so that's, that's the predicate right there. If you've been raised with Christ, then seek the things that are above Where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Did you see the the tense of those words? You have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So here in a minute, I'm going to show you a video that sort of encapsulates uh, what I've shared with you, probably in a more eloquent manner. Uh, but as you watch this video, I want you to think about uh, the words that were shared in the scripture and the words that are shared in the video about what might God be calling you to die to. It'd be different for each and every one of us. And, and I want to make it easy on you. At the end of the service, I'm not going to invite you to come forward to the altar and bear your soul or anything. I think we should all start with little mini crucifixions <laughs> so that we can have little mini resurrections. You know, uh, I, I remember the very first time I celebrated uh, Lent and, and fasted from something for Lent. And I was ready. I, I was going to give up chocolate and meat and sodas and coffee. And I think it was like hour three, I'd already broken all of those because I bit off more than I could chew. And and God knows our frame. He knows what we're made of. He knows you're not ready to go to Africa as a missionary. You know, incidentally, Africa doesn't need it nearly as bad as Poseyville sometimes, right? That's one of our greatest mission fields in the world right now, is the United States. Did you know that? And so God might be calling you to stay right where you're at. Now that should scare you. And so, but but He wants to start with those little mini deaths to self. Is it death to? Death to being bitter at that person, you know? Death to unforgiveness, death to stinginess, you know? Death to gossip, you know? Dare we stop talking about other people's stuff, you know? Death to not praying for somebody when you said you would. How easy it is to say, I'll pray for you, and then not do it, you know? And so what is it that God is calling you to die to And so at the end of the service, I'm just going to ask you to to stand with me as we sing our closing song uh, as a symbol of I'm willing to have a little mini death and a little mini resurrection today. And then you can try something else tomorrow and try something else on Tuesday and try something else on Wednesday, okay? So that's the invitation, but it is that. It's an invitation. It's not a demand. But let's watch this video. If you want to flip it forward, And then one more time, I ought to do the the video.
2: Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains. Never becomes more. But if it dies, it produces many others. Its life is reproduced, yields a rich harvest. That life which it possessed, that it releases in death, is released in resurrection. He was that sinless, spotless grain of wheat who came to be planted by his father at Calvary. He came into this world as God incarnate to live that quality of life that allowed of no explanation but the Father in the Son, without whom said he, I can do nothing. But having for 33 years demonstrated in the sinlessness of that humanity, all that he has God intended when he first made man, he could have gone back to heaven to be there forever, alive, because death is the wages of sin. Though only a man in his sinlessness, he could have gone back to heaven and left us with nothing but the Example of a beautiful life that can only mock us in our attempt to imitate him as the law can only mock us in our attempt to fulfill its demands. But if it die, said the Lord Jesus, if I'm prepared on your behalf to forfeit that life that man lost in Adam and allow my Father in resurrection to restore that life to me, that life released through my death in resurrection will be shared with you he died that we might be forgiven but he lives to restore to us that life which man was made but you see there's not only a cross for him there's a cross for you and a cross for me unless we're prepared to die to what we are we will never ever become what we were intended to be but that life that is yours now by virtue of who he is living where he does in your heart is a life that's to be released through death that that life his life might be released resurrection shared with others chosen me I've chosen you I have appointed you that you might bear fruit and keep on bearing and that your fruit may be lasting
0: so if you've then been raised with Christ seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are of earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So like I said, we're gonna we're gonna sing a hymn, our closing hymn, and then I'm going to during the benediction, I'm going to offer you that opportunity just to to. Uh, to to raise your hand because we'll already be standing uh, to raise your hand and say yeah I'm willing to to have a little mini mini death and mini resurrection today whatever it is that God has for me wherever he's leading me so let's stand now and sing our closing hymn if you will all creatures of our God and King verses 1 and 7
1: and with us sing.
0: So I'm going to be talking about this a lot in the weeks ahead and in the months ahead, but one of the things that helps us to be the people that God has called us to be is that we fall in love with God and we stay in love with God. You know, Jesus said, you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, right? That, that, that is loving God with everything you have, with everything you are, and then loving your neighbor as yourself. On those two commands, Jesus said, hang the whole law and the prophets. Everything that God has asked you to do can be done if you will just focus on those two things love God and love each other well I want to say that that loving each other then inspires you to then fall in love with the world around you in particular the lost those who do not yet have that saving hope in Jesus Christ those who have not yet received that love from the father that you could be basking in it and soaking in the love of God and someone over here doesn't have it that should bother us, it should trouble us, and we should find ways to love them. But I want to challenge you to ask the Father to help you fall for the world that he has fallen for because God so loved the world, right? And so we shine for the lost, we shine for them, not by our membership, not by our programming, not by uh, our ministries, not by our theology. That is not what makes us shine. It's not by our political views. It is simply by our love for one another. That's what Jesus said. They're going to know your mind by the way you love one another. I'm not making that up. That's what Jesus said. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Are you just raising your hand already? Or do you have a question? No, that's good. But follow Michelle's suit. She's ready. <laughs> that he, He's called us to love one another. Uh, and, and so we shine when we're in love with God and each other. So if you're willing... Michelle's taking the first step. If you're willing to have a little mini death and a little mini resurrection, raise your hand. And then know this, that if you've raised your hand, if you said, yeah, I'm I'm willing to do something for God, I'm willing to leave something behind for God, he will pour his resurrection power into you. Not someday, but today. He will help you walk in that which you're laying down for him. No matter what it is. He will help you walk in resurrection power. So, leave with this blessing. Love God. Please love each other. And fall in love with the lost. Go in peace.